All right, go, Jeff. Welcome to Everyone Racers, a podcast designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball car culture. Whatever kind of LeChump or track dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. We even think you drift oh hell flush guys are, right? As long as you built it yourself and drive it hard. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, news and notes from the world of low buck racing. And if you can handle it, Chrissy will give you just the tip. I'll be your pit marshal. My name is Jeff. Everyone report to the paddock. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Everyone Racers. Great to have you back again for all five people that are back here this time. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm Chrissy. That's you, mental. Uh, no, no, I always in, and I'm mental. You say I'm Jeff, and and we 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 we've gone over this. Where the where the notes? Read the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about the notes? Back <laughs> right here, right here. This is Chris Christie. I'm mental. Okay, yeah, never mind. All right. At this so, time, I'm sorry. I threw the feng shui off because I started it because mental <laughs> wasn't saying anything. I didn't want the dead air, so I took it. Hey, this is the kind of professional operation we run here, and that's why this we is have exactly what so you many can continue listeners. to expect. Exactly. Yes, we're we're dedicated. It's it's going to be awesome. Fantastic. Hey, we're back. It is everyone racers. How's everyone doing? We're all excited to be here. I I, I feel like. We actually think we know what we're doing, so we're all getting a little loose. Well, so yeah, which is why we screwed up that intro so awesome. So, yeah. I wouldn't go Mental, that far, Jeff. Mental, I got something for you. Talk to me. On? Okay. So, uh, right now, completely not automotive-related, I've actually got two projects. I, uh, the first one is I am the, in addition to being a high school teacher, I am the marksmanship coach. So what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to work on some of our precision rifles and use some of our lessons learned racing in order to, you want me to, is this, okay. So, and use some of those lessons learned and then trying precision that, which is interesting because marksmanship is completely different than auto racing. Movement is bad. Everything you want to do the same thing over and over and over again, but you also want to keep data logs and you want to know what worked and what didn't work. So I'm trying to get my my athletes or cadets or whatever the cool word is to focus on that. And the other thing is a guy that's helping me do some modification. He's a machinist friend of mine uh, in his garage had a 1929 Singer sewing machine. So I just got that all set up in my spare room upstairs. Woo. Sewing. Yes. And this thing, you could in kill your spare time? With sewing machine. Yes. In my oodles and oodles. I need, of spare some, time. I need some pants hemmed. Grassroots sewing sports. <laughs> Grassroots. Honestly, one of the projects I want to try and do is because I've collected so many ridiculous racing T-shirts and blip shift T-shirts and automotive T-shirts over the years that I don't wear. Are you going to get I into quilting? Make, yes, I'm going to make a quilt out of uh, out of a bunch of my old uh, T-shirts. So, you know, it, it'll hopefully be ready in December. When and I'm I will, done with it. I will settle underneath it. When you're done with it, I have a bunch of my old T-shirts that I have downstairs just for that same purpose. So now that I've got a quilt, buddy, you can make it. <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring them in December, and we'll see how bad I screwed this one up, and then I can screw yours up epically as bad as well. You would so be a, a hit at a quilting group. They would, would love you. Oh, love he's him. so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Jen, I'm older than all of you guys. Oh, and he's so young, too. Oh, you know he's in the Air Force. <laughs> what a nice young man. What a nice young man. So guns and sewing, that's what I'm doing. Jeff, what are you working on? Well, uh, I actually had two, count them, two days off since the last time. Yay! Um, It was very exciting. 
I fixed the clunk in the rear. <gasps> Get out. Yeah. We got to know what it is. You got to tell us what it was. What was it? Uh, so Chris totally right. It was the end link of the sway bar, the Mazda Speed 3 bar that I put into my Mazda regular old 3 2012. But it was the other end. I, 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 I was looking at the part that went into the sway bar. It was actually in the part that went into the arm. So I'm glad you got the clunk fix. I hate that Chris was right because now he'll just, it, it, you know, we, we need him to be wrong every now and again, and he's not. And that's annoying. Yeah. If uh, he's trying to solve your problem, you should be happy. He yeah, was. But, but now we got to listen to him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not only did it. That's my victory horn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do this. <laughs> yeah, it actually was very simple. So I actually got to mow the lawn and a few other things around the house. But I actually, that's not the story I came to tell. The story I came to tell on this week's What You're Working On is, since I had a second day off, I got suckered into slash wanted to go see uh, my cousin who is in the Army, who is, lives on the other coast, who was in town for the day. He's got a new baby, new wife. So we were all going to go see them. And uh, he comes out and he's like, Jeff, you have like a GM truck, right? Will you come look at my Yukon? I'm totally like leaking the whole thing. So he I has think- no idea that he has found the foremost East Coast expert on janky Yukons. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's a new body style, like 04 or some crap like that, 5.3, totally bone stock, nothing special about it. And there's a big greasy spot under the front of his front of his hood and it's like he says i think it's the power steering pump i'm like ah, eh, kind of rare i get underneath the power steering pump's totally wet i'm like totally getting greasy i'm in my normal i'm in my normal clothes and i'm like well this jerk off doesn't know how to fix anything so you know i've got to fix it or else he's right. not going to get back yeah. And I do want to interrupt here because people know you from the racetrack where usually you're wearing some pants that are older than people that are eligible to vote. Or knee pads. Pants. And yeah, or if you're wearing pants. If you're wearing uh, pants. But I've seen yeah. you in your professional attire and you 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 do dress very professionally. So it is a huge change this from what people normally think of you. This is a Sunday football party. So I was in an Eagles t-shirt and white plaid shorts. And it's just greasy, disgusting under there. I'm under there. I'm wrenching on it like, you know, this sucks. It's like if you're the tire changer for the Indy 500 team and somebody gets a flat, they expect you to change it, right? So I'm like, I'm the only jerk off who knows how to turn a wrench. I'm under there. (laughs) I'm I'm like, but I got to help him out, right? And I say, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the power steering pump. How'd you know? And he goes, oh, well, I just swapped it in like three weeks ago. Oh, no. He can change his own pump. Why am I <laughs> under here getting it? <laughs> well, obviously, he didn't do it well if it's leaking. Yeah, I'm... exactly. Apparently, he can't. I'm with Chrissy on this one. But he came to me like wringing his hands like, I don't know anything about cars. Can you fix my car? Fix fix my car. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I changed that part. You. Well, I, I... Oh. What was wrong with it then? Is it like a seal? He didn't didn't put it on well. 
Well, no, no, it just wasn't. Some ice cream. I, it I probably swear. had something to do with, yeah, good, good call, Mental. Now, it probably has something to do with the GM power steering being the worst design ever, the way the pulley is on. You have to get the, the pulley puller and the pulley installer, and That's it's true. terrible, and it never works, even with the best tools. And then you have to remove the power steering pulley to pull all that stuff off. It's a really terrible design. You can tell how I really feel about it. Thanks. <laughs> Which is why three pedal mafia races Hondas, and the only GM product is in Jeff's garage. I do have the pulley puller still, but he didn't need the pulley puller. He actually only changed he changed the gearbox itself, like the worm gearbox. So I don't know why the pump. I don't know. Whatever. It's probably a bad either line. Way, either way, I was underneath getting greasy as hell, and he knew what he was doing, and he just you know, I guess it's just like Jeff wrench. Oh, oh, oh okay, oh wrench. <laughs> I'm sure. It, I'm pretty sure the last show you said I'm the one who just says I love to wrench on anything. Can he I, heard. Can he I, heard can that. I, can I, exactly. Exactly. He's he's one of our listeners. Hi, Jeff's cousin. <laughs> but people are lining up at Jeff's house. They're saying, "Oh, you want to wrench on my car? Sure. My car's broken. Okay. Oh boy, George. Oh boy. Right, okay. Let's fix it. What uh, we're working on all kinds of things. Um, we started on Friday doing doing a lot because we have to prepare for a trip down to Jacksonville to get the NSX. The first thing we knew is that the trailer had no trailer brakes after Thompson, so we had to figure that out. As with most trailers, the wiring was done on a, a cost-per-piece basis, I think, by the installers. <laughs> so it's all just vampire clips clipped onto everything and doesn't work all that well. <laughs> and after six years, you know, all those corrode and things and whatnot. I've already made a number of repairs. So this time I said, I'm just getting rid of all these stupid clips. And I did. And I put nice weatherproof connectors on them with heat shrink and redid the whole thing. So now the trailer brakes work. The lights all work. Everything works great. And because I had the wheels off, I said, well, I'd be really stupid if I'm in the middle of nowhere, Georgia, when a wheel bearing gets sad. So, of course, I repacked all the bearings and adjusted the brakes and did a lot of stuff. And I ordered a new spare set of bearings and a spare hub and drum set and all that crap so that I don't want to be parked on the side of Bumble F with an NSX on my trailer when something goes wrong. That's not going to go it's, well. It's so. interesting how active your imagination can get, like anyone's imagination can get when you're in the parts store. You know, it, and it's always the worst case scenario, like the beginning of a Rob Zombie horror film of, you know, <laughs> what goes wrong with whatever it is you're towing. And, you know, right after the credits finish rolling kind of a deal and you can just envision all kinds of terrible things that are happening but we can't do that with a race car well the thing is about oh, it's not even a race car this is a fancy car and it's not the part store either it's it's the the world's part store of amazon and e-trailer and rock auto it's like <laughs> what do you want here it is and it's six e bucks addicting yeah. two days two days all right e-trailer so i'm typing that into my uh, yeah. uh browser and I'll, I'll probably regret it but yeah so we got the trailer all oh, hold on chris is not done no, yet. Yeah. i'm not done thanks jeff oh, we got a hesitation there hang on okay so anyway you get all the trailer all set <laughs> we did oil changes in the mercedes and the suburban the mercedes has been 7500 miles or so because um the Blackstone Oil Labs keep telling me that it's it's the oil looks great at 5,000, so we're going to try it again. But we have to be very careful with the Mercedes. That M156 engine, AMG motor, has a, a small tendency of breaking the bolts off the top of the heads. And when you can find out when it's starting to happen, potentially, if you see any sign of water in the oil. So that's why I have the oil analysis done every single time. If I start to see it, then I know I have to stop driving it immediately. And then I still might be able to do the one bolt at a time fix of replacing all the head bolts without pulling the heads. Otherwise, then it's a big job. And then I'll call my friend Seth Lemke, who did this on his R63 that's world famous. 
and uh, get the special tools and stuff and advice from him. Uh, so anyway, got that done, got these wheels and tires. We swapped the winter, which are actually all season Michelins on because we wore the Continentals that we had from one lap down to the cords on one front tire. <laughs> that's part of that's part of my update, just so you know. Sorry. That's What's my, on mine too? Um, and I had to make a new hinge for the trailer ramp doors, the little doors that cover the trailer ramps that hold them in to keep them from falling out. One of them, the hinges, the metal fatigue and broke away, so I just made a new one out of some scrap metal I had, made a new hand, welded it on, and it works great. Uh, so we are ready to go on Friday on Thursday. Little door that holds the ramps in. Yeah. Yes. Metal. The one that you that one that you broke. The one yeah. that you bent. Yeah, I definitely bent that. Yes. Yeah. The I, one that you bent now broke off. On me. Yeah. And into Chris's hand. I didn't want to so, say wait, it. Yeah. How long ago did he bend it? Two weeks. Which time? Four four weeks ago. The last race. It's the first one. No, first. no, no. It was loading the, the car into the trailer before when uh, Eric was here. Fort Thompson, yeah. Yeah, no, those yeah. those ramp door cover things have taken a beating over the years, so I'm not really surprised. Okay, so now that Chris is done, I will jump in on what I was working on. So while Chris was working on the trailer, I was out on in the garage and on the driveway working on, the, my, on my car. So the Mazda needed this throttle body and the accelerator pedal. So both were really easy jobs, which was awesome. So there are a couple different... Uh, the accelerator pedal was only three bolts or three nuts and a clip. And while you have to like bend over backwards under the dash, which is no fun, but it was still pretty easy job. And then the throttle throttle body was just as easy. So got that done on Friday, which was awesome. And then I spent Saturday working on washing and detailing my car and the sub since we were going to be in it for the next weekend for what, 24 the, or the more what? hours. Suburban. The Yukon? Yukon. No, we call it the Suburban. But yes. so Because I think Yukon XL is a stupid name and everyone knows what the Suburban is. <laughs> so we call it the Sub. And uh, so I did my car inside and out and this, and we did the inside of the Suburban. And then I swapped the wheels on, brought them up from the basement of, for the Merc, brought them up from the basement and put them on. And I think those wheels for the Mercedes are made of depleted uranium. Is even though they're like 19 by 10s, which is quite a large wheel, if I compare them big. to the 19 by 9.5s I have for the BMW, which are rotary forged, it, it's about twice as heavy. I mean, yes, the car is a little heavier, but it's, it's unnecessarily heavy. And they keep cracking, so obviously that strength isn't going to keep them strong, so who knows? Well, and, and I'll, I'll actually back you up on that one because I've got 17s on my Mercedes and I've got 17s on my Suburban. And the Suburban wheels obviously are bigger, but they're lighter than my Mercedes wheels because I've got the staggered ones. And, yeah, they are. I've never thought about that till you said that. But you're right. They are just pointlessly heavy. The Germans do not subscribe to the, the uh, unsprung weight theories. <laughs> but in the Merc, does it really matter? Because the Merc is a heavy bitch. It, it, that's just their attitude. If it needed to be that way, we would have designed it that way. It punishes the pavement underneath it. You will, you will, you will fall under the crushing blitzkrieg of our turning wheels. Exactly. Now we're getting offensive. Awesome. awesome. So, uh, is that anybody else got anything for what you're working on? I don't want to cut anybody off again. No, that means it's time for news and notes. Before we do news and notes, I have uh, listener feedback. Oh, what, what, what? We have a listener? We got wait, hate, wait, hate mail, hate mail. And actually, wait, before we do that, uh, while we've got to acknowledge our listeners, everybody say hi to Chrissy's mom. Hi, Chrissy's uh, mom. Hi, Chrissy's mom. I was just about to announce we did not hear from Chrissy's mom this week. 
But we did hear from a couple listeners, and since we're only really giving this to our friends at the moment, I will tell you that if you are listening, just go ahead and reply on our Facebook, and we will read some mail. Um, listener Sam Sog, also known as <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam T. Sam T. Uh, Sam the son T. Of, from the son of Gary. Uh, has got it. For those of you who were not listening last week, we discussed his bacon and his trunk-mounted sous vide stuff, and uh, he called. He he actually messaged me to say very important that it was not bacon. It was a giant piece of beef. It was a prime rib, and it was not a sous vide setup. It was an oven, and the only reason it failed is because his thermometer broke. So he just wanted everyone to be sure that he would never cook bacon in the trunk of his car, only on the pants. Well, that's an important good, good point know. of clarification. So thank you to Mr. Sam T. for, for making sure we are correct. <laughs> well, and, it would, and I love that he wants to clarify how he cooks his bacon because we've all been to the race when Soggy's there, you know, Saturday morning. Everyone's kind of hungover, and he's just cutting the little tiny pieces, and he's about half hungover, and everybody just kind of walks by and grabs like four pieces and mumbles, thanks, Soggy. Or they say, this is amazing. Did you have some? Thanks, Soggy. Thanks, Soggy. And it's just this, you know, his his little grill sitting over there like next to a trailer. Well, we're, also, we're not really concerned about hygiene at this point, so <laughs> I've also woken up and then there's Soggy grilling on our grill, and it's totally one hundred percent fine. And he's like, "Hey, hey, okay, <laughs> cook away." Uh, it does, and, and maybe half the time he's wearing pants. You know, <laughs> he's usually wearing pants, and this is the underwear on the outside. Yeah, we we all love Soggy. He just wanted to make sure that you knew that it wasn't his fault, and it wasn't pork; it was beef. So there you go. Uh, we so, also wait, so so he's one step closer to spam. Exactly, exactly. We have another. Uh, okay. uh, Hamsa L has chimed in from the internet. Uh, Who's please, that guy? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he, he gave us a list of five items he wanted to tell us. He said, "Y'all getting much better." He must be Thank from the you. south somewhere. I'm looking forward to the next episode, Hamsa. Awesome. Hey, hey, Hamsa. Thank you for using my BMW as the standard for a well-built car. Yes. It really is. It really is. Awesome. Mental, call me regarding your Porsche. Yeah, we know that's coming. (laughs) And I'll see you in December. So thank you for checking in, Hamza. Mr. Mr. Hamza L. Yes, Mr. Hamza L. More importantly, Mrs. Hamza L, who lets him get away with some of that nonsense. That's true. Mrs. Hamza L is awesome. Quick reminder, if you want to be read, if you want your missives read about your pork or your beef or your please send your... <laughs> How are your car? <laughs> yeah, or your car. <laughs> something car related. Just write in right in our Facebook. Let's move on to news and notes. Mental, start us out. Okay, so I actually have kind of a lot of news and notes. Now, uh, the first one is, um, and actually you guys sort of know him, but uh, Dustin and the Fat Crack Racing Team were racing at the Chump Race down in Sebring. And uh, you guys all know him from the GRM board back in the day and, you know, back when he was a high school student asking what the Air Force was like. And now he's a lieutenant officer and, you know, does all kinds of cool stuff. But they were down there. They finally managed to finish a race. They have not had the best of luck. And, of course, the Sebring 14-hour was won by Randy Prosp and his, you know, team of fellow driving robots, uh, which – I'm convinced that guy's been stalking me because every track event I have been to this year, he's shown up at, including Grid Life. He was there as an instructor because the guy is just a trackaholic. Chris, what do you got on that one? Jeff has a 
I love my Rolls Royce T-shirt autographed by Randy Popst. <laughs> it's like which, on his chest. Not only which is, is awesome. Keep going. By it, signed by him, but he was signing some girl's clothing. I think it was a hat, and I kind of like stood behind her, like sneaking up on him, and like bared my breast to him, and. <laughs> And he kind of laughed and he said, do you have a Rolls Royce? And I said, we race with lemons. He said, you're that guy. (laughs) So that is a great one. So the next bit of news, um, and it'll probably already been out there. So today, the day that we're recording this, Ken Block released his Climb Kana Pikes Peak on the with his Hoonicorn version 2.0. And it's everything you've come to expect from those Ken Block videos. And, and if you don't like him, well, I'm sorry, because I love that guy. And I think his videos are awesome. But at the end of it, uh, as I was watching it today, and it's already like at 4.2 million views, a smoking tire one take was suggested to me by YouTube involving a manual transmission turbocharged Rolls Royce. I saw that. I didn't click on the link, but I saw that. You need to, because uh, I, and I, I, I was in school, so I couldn't watch it with the sound on, but I'm pretty sure it's built by the same guy who built the Zero Fs given RX-7 that Farah had on his show a couple of years ago. And it is certainly built in the same ilk of... Just absolute, complete disregard for anything respectful of the make. And it looks pretty impressive. So check out that smoking tire video. I think your microphone went off there. You're okay, absolutely right. I'm really interested to see how they handle the brake setup on that car. Because the way the Rolls Royce brakes are for 30 seconds. Because <laughs> there's a, a, a four-page schematic in the shop manual of all 74 brake, hyd- brake hoses. But it's basically two cam-driven pumps that are actually diesel locomotive injectors turning backwards that pressurize two cylinders up to 3,000 PSI. And then when you step on the brake pedal, it's actually actuating a fake master cylinder that's under the driver's floor that all it does is open a series of valves to let that brake pressure out to the six calipers around. So I don't know how he did real brakes in it anyway. The only way to do real brakes is to rip it all out and plumb an entire new system. But there's no place on the firewall the to put a master. There's no like place that. to put a master Fair. in a booster. But at, at any rate, so that, uh, along with the Ken Block video, we're going to go ahead and throw that on the uh, Everyone Racers Facebook page. If you uh, if you guys go down there and click like and follow that, and that's also what we'll be posting all of our announcements with regards to the new podcast and anything else that we're setting up on there. So we've talked about the Gymkhana. We talked about Sebring. And, and I'm going to end on this one because... Well, it's distasteful, and I find it hysterical. So at the conference for the Singapore Formula One race, all of the guys sitting on the podium um, at various points of the press conference decided to uh, basically float an air biscuit, if you want to put it into the... Rip you know, the, a fart. <laughs> rip a fart. So, and, and so Jalopnik is all over this, and they had some fantastic stuff when they talked about it. Now... Um, the Australians, because they're Australians, put on their press relief, uh, you know, how Daniel you know, Ricardo let out a trouser cough, uh, another good one, <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and mm. Hamilton also had to drop one, but it said, barely made a squeak as he deposited his goods. 
and it oh keeps my. all going all the way down to the end of it. And and then it says Hamilton but us then then appear to give non-committal shrugs before the Red Bull driver unleashes hell. So he just goes through and. He says, I'm trying to be here now when a buddy just flew a kite right here next to me, which is the Finnish slang term for letting a fluffy off the chain. Wow. <laughs> which, letting a fluffy off the chain is my new phrase. I, I, I'm going to start eating badly just so I can say that. Wow. The, the secondary hilarious aspect of this is this entire article, which, again, well, we've already got that link on the Facebook page, was in fact, written by uh, Alanis King, uh, a great Jalopnik writer, not by the resident Jalopnik fart connoisseur, Steph Schrader. See, I would think he was butt connoisseur. I didn't know that farts were involved. Farts, gas, pooping, you know, anything that exits a posterior is really, I think, uh, her area. And so I actually had to text her and give her a hard time about that. I'm like, how am I reading about farting and you didn't write it? And she typed, she typed back in caps, I know. <laughs> so she's disappointed that that story escaped her. Just so, like Fluffy Biscuit or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> letting letting a Fluffy off the chain. I like trouser cough. I, I, can we just move on? Yeah, I think Anyone we else should just move on. Notes? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So uh, this past weekend, a couple drinks in, Chrissy and I decided to go on the Pennsylvania is your personalized vanity plate available website, which you just type in the stuff and it'll give you a thing and say it's available or not. So the two ones that we came down to decide if this is going to work for the NSX are amazingly, this is available VTech yo, which I love. I love that. Love it. Yeah. So VTech yo is available or NSXY space BCK. NSX. NSXY back. NSX yes. back. I oh, and I love the tie-in because you can always say, "Hey, how'd you get to work today?" Oh, I brought sexy back. Sexy back. <laughs> but VTech Yo just kind of gives us. A, so we obviously have a good so humor. Funny. Yeah. Yes. I can't it, believe it, no one has VTech Yo. I'm serious. I, that I'm is just quiet. awesome. I'm quiet on my end because my jaw is on the floor. That this is even a discussion. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, we're gonna have the car in hand and then we can decide. But we rolled our Civic through the paddock of someone else's race, including what the hell was that? Oh, that's Hyperfest. Right. Yes, Hyperfest. 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 Summit point. Summit point. Scream at the fourteen-year-olds sharing a beer. Duck on Vitek, yo! Vitek just kicked in, yo. <laughs> okay, Vitek, yo, it is. There we go. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, hey, hey, do we, uh, for uh, for our, our three listeners, hi, Chrissy's mom, do we want to put a poll on the Facebook page? Yes, let's. Yeah, sure, let's Fantastic. Do it. Well, why not? Do it after, so. Okay. There we go. Who votes? We've got, we've got more posts on Facebook than we have people looking at our Facebook page. Hey, so if you're listening somewhere. to this, go like, go like the Everyone Racers Facebook page. You can't miss it. There's a giraffe on the picture. All right. Anyone else got any news or notes? Nope. Very good. Let's move on. Topic one. We got a big topic today. We uh, talked about it last week. Uh, we're going to talk about r- rules, refueling, safety rules between all the different uh, low buck dollar racing that we run. Everything's open here. Chump, AER, 
Lemons, obviously, we're going to talk about. Uh, and this all came about, Chrissy, tell us how this started, because I think you sent the video around, right? Uh, I saw it. I'm sure Mental saw it. It's somewhere between uh, t- between us and and Mental. Do you want to give the intro? Well, no. It, it was a, it was a video. So it's AER, and it was a uh, team running a Mercedes, uh, a newer Mercedes 300. And I've I've I haven't talked to those guys, but I've seen them in the pit. And, and honestly, and and this is what's the key part about this is is they're not a bunch of bozos. It's a it's a good, well run team. And it was an AER produced video where they were showing anatomy of the AR race. And those guys pulled in there and they're following the letter of the rules as far as safety goes. But one of the uh, problems is their gas filler is on the is on the pit side. So, Mitchell, they're, so they're doing a pit stop. You didn't say they're doing a pit stop. I'm sorry. Okay, and they're I'm sorry. They're, and they pulled in for a pit stop and their, their gas cap is on the pit side. And so they've got the guys out there in the suits and everyone's got their visors down and they've got a fire extinguisher on there. But a foot and a half away from where they're refueling the car is people standing in the pits in T-shirts. And I and get they're it. They're helping. It, they're handing. They're, yeah, they're handing gas over. And we've and we've I've done the same thing and I've raced in just about every series out there and I've done the same thing. And I'd never really considered it because the gas cap was always on the other side of the car. So it's not a problem until it's a problem now chrissy you mentioned you did some digging for a fireball video i actually found the one that was it wasn't the hong nor team but it was from the hong nor's in-car camera a few years ago at daytona when somebody about three paces up the rx7 it was an rx7 second generation rx7 fireball right in the middle of what was interesting about that that is everyone was fine i mean nothing nobody was injured at all because everybody was wearing their gear so it's it's an emphasis on how quickly this can go wrong and how complacent people tend to get. And it, it was it was a valid discussion that we were all having about, you know, it's not that they were doing something dangerous. They just kind of weren't thinking it through. What you got, Chris? And that's it. It's safety is about more than just following the letter of the rules. It's following the spirit and understanding what's going on. Jeff, what do you think? Uh, I just want to really quick because, you know, not everyone has run everything. Let's quickly review, like, the general theory of, Pitting and fueling for the different groups. Great. Okay, so that's, Jeff, that's Jeff, a great one. Jeff, start off with lemons. And then mentally right, you so, can do AER. So no. lemons has um, five gravity bottles only, uh, oh, five-gallon limit, and they have decided that they're going to keep everyone safe by controlling the entire pit lane. You can't camp out in pit lane. You can't get near pit lane. Anyone who even enters pit lane, full suit, Helmet, shoes, gloves, visor down. The usually, because I've 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 been to races where they made us refuel in the paddock. Sure. Well, when they're in pit lane, then yes. And when we are fueling in the paddock, though, I know we are always good about making sure no one's around. I've seen another bunch of other teams that are good about making sure no one else is around. And when the judges mm-hmm. ride around in their judge mobile, especially Roland, he makes sure that everyone is exercising appropriate care and distance from the actual fueling operation. Now, yes. Now, some things that lemons doesn't care about. They don't care. Uh, they want you to have a 22 gallon fuel cell and five gallon cans, but they don't care how quickly you stop, how slowly you stop, how much time you take. They have decided that time isn't the factor distance and gear is. I think they realize that most teams don't have their act together enough for time to be a factor. Like, 
I think they know they know that. Right. I mean, we they've done video of it. Oh of sure. How bad pit stops well, are. I mean, even with running with terminally confused at CMP a couple weeks ago, a team that has done this a few times and has their act together, but hasn't been at the pointy end of the field. They were still running gas cans with small hoses and vents, and it. I timed the pit stop as I was sitting there watching it. It took six minutes from the car stop till the car moved, and that's for twelve gallons and a driver change. Where Jeff, I know we've done it with twenty gallons and a driver change in the boat in under three minutes. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. Honda too. The Honda's even faster. The, Honda, the boat's probably the fastest because we don't have to get in the trunk and right. hatch and everything. Um, the ombre, I assume, will get faster as we fix things. But, yeah, we have very fast dumps. Uh, we have modified our gas cans, which there is some discussion on whether that is illegal or not, but have, everybody does it. We have the hunt sickers, too. Those are unmodified, and those are just as fast. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what really goes on at Lemons. Uh, tell us about... And, oh, hang on. Also, in Lemons, you cannot touch anything else. You can fuel. Right. You can put ice in your cool box. That's it. Stop. And you can't even, and, and, and that's you can't even do tire pressures. You can't check the oil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. and you, also, they'll let you get away with wiping down the windshield, but technically, according to the rules, really not even supposed to do that. It's, it's a slippery, drive, yeah. It's a slippery drive, slope, and then they, absolutely. How do they police it? Otherwise, that's the hard part. Yeah, yeah. And it's drive yeah. out, switch off. Because they mm-hmm. actually watch and they actually care. They have people there trying to be sure things are going well some of those people are very good and understand and are, are have the right thing other times you get the guy like at eagles canyon uh who, who... <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll talk about the guy at eagles canyon that's a that's a great story i was oh, steve and i one of our fellow racers steve hey steve how you doing steve and i did a uh, arrive and drive with a honda team down at carolina motorsports park last year and that was uh, an interesting one because those guys kind of just took refueling whatever they felt like it over in their paddock. And it ended up costing us 30 minutes because Steve McDaniel got a report from another driver and he called the team owner over. He goes, Hey, I heard you guys are refueling the pit and you know, good on the owner. The owner goes, yeah. And, and Steve, all right, buddy, let me tell you how this is going to go down. Get your whole team over here. And you know, we, we sat for 20 minutes because he wanted to underscore the point of, we're not screwing around, especially in the paddock when you're not supposed to be refueling in the paddock at CMP and everybody's in there all hodgepodge and that fireball goes up and you've got somebody's 12 year old kid in the pit next. You, you've you got a real problem. And that's the type of thing that'll just end in this entire endeavor. Yeah, that say, kind of say what you want about lemons. They really do take safety seriously. And yeah. it, it's, it, they do. And honestly, and I've heard others, you know, people, oh, you know, these guys don't take safety seriously. These guys don't take safety seriously. They they do. But it comes down to is you're, you're working with each different track and you're using their personnel. Now, we talked about uh, American Endurance Racing and Chump. They both use IR readers. So as you pull in, your your speed is clocked by these IR readers. And you have their solution is to slow down the speed if you know you have to be in the pits five minutes, there's no need to rush and start doing something stupid. Like the video uh, Chrissy put on the uh, page of the guys like literally slipping in fuel and the can just comes out from his hands. Yeah, that's and terrible. We're, we're all watching this cringing, waiting for the fireball where everyone dies because that was like high octane, super blue fuel type stuff. Thankful, thankfully, nobody was smoking around there. 
Yeah, exactly. And 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 AER actually has a minimum number of pit stops. So so that's how they get around it is they don't want these huge fuel tanks where you're dumping gas after gas. For a while, depending on the track, WRL actually allowed dry brake systems. And to my knowledge, that's really the only entry level stuff that uses that allows people to use dry brakes. Lemons you can. Lemons, you can use dry brakes. Bruce Bruce and Greg did it because, you know, that six seconds, that's what was keeping them from winning. (laughs) Not not the front wheel hub. No, no, no. no. Hey, we should really fix that. Yes, we should. Hey, do you mind fix that? Nah, it'll be fine. They're one of our six listeners. You need to be nice to them. Hey, they'll they'll laugh too. (laughs) They'll laugh. They'll laugh too. But so Chubb does the same thing. Now, Chubb limits the uh, fuel cells to stock plus or minus two gallons, which is, is also interesting. And it, it and at that point, now you start talking about different strategies because not just the Honda that you guys run, but other teams have gone with the we're going to do one pit stop, suck it up, wear a diaper, get in a car for four hours. And especially in some of the slower classes, that's that's key to winning. You have a, one quick pit stop in lemons and then you just sit in the car and go. Turn yeah. laps, turn laps, turn, turn laps. laps. Turn laps. That's how you win an endurance race. Yeah. A- you know, faster cars, you're not there's no there's no class A car that can run four hours on a tank of gas. We're we're close. We're we're three and a half a little plus, but we also a car weighs two thousand pounds empty and that yes. and has a twenty two gallon tank. This is we're about as close as it's gonna get. Yes. Um, and so- but it's not the fastest thing out there. No. We are eight class speed, but we are it's not the consistency. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, so, so, so just a real quick question because I haven't run Chump. Uh, I've run some AR, and the, the the difference I think I found in the between Lemons and AR is like Lemons has a shorter rule book, but they watch it. AER I think is a lot more self police. Yes, and and I've seen where AER guys have come around going, hey, guys, you can't do that, and the guys will turn and go, we did this the last three races. He goes, oh, okay, so the last three races, you didn't bother to read the rule book? So they do. They do rely on AER to kind of, look, read the rules and follow the rules. Yeah. Um, that is gonna that is going to bite them at the end someday. That is so going to bite them. Here's, it is. Here's the tech inspection that the Honda went through when it got there. Ready? The guy walks up, looks at the belts, asks me if the date on the belts is that the day they were made or the day they expire i don't remember what is it so i have to tell him well okay that's the day they were made because i just got them thank you very much this is great um that's it tech inspection over thank you i and i that has not been my experience with AER, and I'm not going to say that anyone's got the right solution, but that is that is awful. And I that saw another another car, another car that w- we saw that got through tech inspection with no fire system or bottle or anything at all in it, just at all. Wow! Like this year? Uh, this was last year. No, last year. Last, last year. year. Okay. The race that we were. So, I mean, certainly for, for something like that, I would have I would have actually emailed the because I'm I'm sure if the AER guys are listening to this, that that will get one of them wound up. That no fire suppression system on a car is going to get those guys pretty geared well, up. Well, that's so I guess that's the point I'm going to is I think a lot of AER guys they think they're they're not watching the this spirit of the rules they're watching potentially the letter and aer is not policing it and someday that's going to bite them and i don't want that to happen i want them to continue to exist so i think they need to put a yes. little better effort yes. into this they do. things like so, well things like having the people that are in the in the in the pit stall not handing the jug right next to the guy in the fire suit that's yes fitting 
I think one of the things Chris was going to talk about was the driver. And actually, Jeff mentioned it, the driver in the car. So they can they strap the driver in. Then they do the fueling and they're talking to the driver. They're just making sure that he's all ready to go. Driver stretches hands. He's all locked in with the nets. And if something happens, he is going to die. Because there's, if there's a fire, it's going to take, he has to now unbelt himself when now he's in, strapped in as tight as he can be. I feel like that's just an added thing that, w- at least with AER, if not multiple, you fill your fuel. Trump, Trump does the same thing. And that fireball in Daytona, they were all fine. And I'm, I'm, I'm not questioning your logic, you know, but they are, you know, what do you do if there's a fire while you're driving the car? I, yeah, I think the, the added... Uh, the added safety of the driver out of the car is a no-brainer. It's kind of easy. Like, you're probably pulling and doing a driver shift anyway, so pull the driver out, fuel it, put a driver in instead of any other order. So, so in that video that we were, were, were referencing that's from AER, they had, what, is it three minutes or five minutes? Five. Five. Okay, so you have five minutes, and if you have quick enough, you have a small gas cell, uh, you have quick enough gas jugs you're putting the gas in as quickly as possible you have time in theory to do a quick driver change leave the driver out of the car do the fueling and get them poised ready to get in we've done really fast driver changes and belting quickly enough that you don't need to leave the driver in for while fueling and and this is the other thing too just because ar permits it doesn't mean you have to do it you know if you guys are more comfortable with nah, screw that driver gets out that's you're allowed to be tougher on the rules. Yeah, but this is what AER was promoting as this is a great pit stop. Everyone should do this. Right? This is perfect. With the girl handing the jug, like she basically was essentially standing next to the guy pouring the fuel into the car. Yeah. And and this goes Skin back to the point. Are cool. <laughs> this goes back to the point that all you guys are making, and this this really goes into the theory, is I think one of the big divisions between Chump and Lemons and then that sprouted WRL and Lucky Dog and, and, and AER, but Chump tends to do this by, they want to do it by a rule book and they want more and more rules and more and more rules. And I, I admire that, but I see that whenever you get rules, you're always going to find somebody that plays lawyer ball and gets into that space in between the rules. Lemons does it, I like, on strength of personality. Hey, you can't do that. Why? It's not in the rules. You know, and the, the infamous words of Big Daniel, because I dang, dang well said so, damn it. You know, and it it's working. You know, however they do it, it really does work because it does go on strength of personality or Phil just decides, well, I decided I'm not going to let you do that anymore because you guys just went and screwed it up and I don't feel like watching you guys burn alive. Sure, and Roland is a big safety champion everywhere he goes. He really he- is. He is. And, and so, so is Steve. Pagel, absolutely. He is a Pagel. tough guy to knock sometimes, you know, but, you know, it, he's, he's smart. He's, he's way too him. smart. When they tell you not to do something or to do something a certain way, you say, oh, damn it. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but now, way back at the start of this, Chris mentioned, you know, the, the Eagles Canyon guy. So this was the Eagles Canyon raceway down in Decatur, Texas. We raced this a couple times. And he was a local track employee. I don't even know this guy's name. But 
if you had your visor cracked open two inches while you were refueling in lemons, because I don't know, it's July in Texas, he'd roll over and start screaming at you. Now, the problem is, is he had a four-wheeler because he wouldn't walk up and down pit lane. So he'd ride over. Pounds, I bet. No, he was was a normal-sized guy. He was just on his four-wheeler. And then he'd have a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. So he'd come (laughs) over there and be like, hey, you're very dangerous. Put your damn visor down. This is how much of a jerk this guy was. Now, everyone who's listening to this podcast has at least been to some sort of entry-level endurance race. One day, this guy is trying to put his four-wheeler in the back of his pickup truck, and the ramp is too steep, and the, the four-wheeler keeps slipping and almost flipping over. And watching this is 200 or so lemons racers. Not one person went to help him. Not <laughs> one guy. I you know, Literally, you know, if, if – Friggin', you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, you know, some terrible person was at a lemons race. Somebody would go over there and try and help this person. But 200 lemons racers watch this guy, cigarette hanging out of his mouth, trying to ride his four-wheeler into the back of his pickup truck. I was there. I hope, I hope it flips. I don't care. You know, I'll go there and pull it off of him, but I'm not going to help him right now. Screw that guy. Screw him. Screw him totally. So that, that should be a measure of your life. When no one in lemons likes you, you have failed. You need to seriously reexamine your life choices. So then they went and raced jump. I'm sorry. I didn't say that. <laughs> hey, no, there are I many, like jump. No, there jump are many, there are many wonderful people racing jump. Just the, it, sometimes the douchebag quotient is a little bit higher. You do. You, you now, And I've actually, the, you talked about AR and I like AR and I like my friends in AR, but the people that I don't like in AR, I really don't like an AR. And they, it's, it's, there is, there seems to be a higher percentage of we're taking this way too seriously. Uh, to a specific, I run with the road and track team and some guys next to us were doing some really stupid stuff with fuel. And my friend Mark, you know, looks over, hey guys, dude, you're spilling, spilling fuel. You're doing this, you're doing this. And they turned to him and told him to get bent. And it, I mean, it, it, it quickly escalated into this shouting match when he was just trying to keep them safe. And it was annoying as, as all get out. And it's, it's, it's a small percentage, but they're a vocal small percentage and they... They are a vocal small percentage, yes. Uh, apparently, they, they knew that the F1 scouts were in the stands this weekend. So. <laughs> farting. Uh, they they're going to walk over to them any second. <laughs> they were farting, which means you should be even more careful with your fire. More that. chili. More chili. More chili. So I, I feel like we beat this to death. But here's the thing, folks. Is, is, is At least Chris we didn't burn in death. Yeah. Fire is bad and skin grafts are not fun. So if it feels dangerous and stupid, it probably is dangerous and stupid. But let's let's let you know, and, and just on the idea of bad ideas, we should probably move on to hella sweeter but terrible. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's Jeff's turn for an idea that we can decide. Yeah, is it hella sweet or but terrible? So uh so just to inform everyone, I am about to make the last payment. On my daily driven Mazda 3. I'm so... Yay! Uh, and and uh, I, I will quickly, briefly describe my home life. I live in suburbia. I frequently get letters from the township. I have exactly five, count them five, places I can put a car in my yard. <laughs> Why am I the redneck of this bunch? How did that happen? I <laughs> There was so much room to put so much stuff. But anyway, so I have kind of a, a driveway that fits three with a little side driveway that fits two. I have a single car garage that is filled to the freaking brim. He's not lying. Yeah. It's, it's filled, filled with, with not cars. With not cars. 
parked in these driveways. Now it's three and two, so you know you have to like only the one on the outside can leave and stuff like that. Twenty foot plus trailer with a V nose basically takes up two spots. White's Corvette and the nineteen sixty five International Harvester pickup truck, which was given to me fifteen years ago on my wedding day and has never moved. How does it run? <laughs> hey, I almost got it running one day. It needs a twelve dollar coil and it would have run. I have the twelve dollar coil. It's on the front seat. I have never tried it again. Um so so those kind of three four items like can't be really they they need a spot. My wife's car also takes up the fourth spot and that's pretty much it because like I said that the the uh Trailer takes up two. I mean, it's just that's the way it is. So then so, your, your Avalanche and your Mazda and Avalanche, your Mazda. Miata. Well, Miata's going to my father's house someday. Um, so so here's what we got. What should I do? Should I get a should I get a shed? Should I pave a bunch of more spots? Or should I start saving up and do a combination? Cheapest to most expensive. Cheapest is I can rock a really big space, move the trailer to the back, and all of a sudden have all the space in the world and everything would be wonderful, and I'll just you know open a fence gate. Um, after that, it's paving. After that, it's big shed. After that, it's actual giant garage in the back, which I can't afford. How now. is a shed more expensive? How is a shed more expensive than paving? Well, it depends on how big a shed you want. All right. My vote is save for the garage. That's the right answer. If you're going to be in this house for any length of time, more than another five years, do the garage because that's your long-term answer. That's what you need. And there you go. That That's it. If you're going to be in this house for a shorter period of time, I think you combine the shed with a little bit of paving so you can get stuff get stuff into the backyard, get all the stuff that's in the garage out of the garage. You can actually put a car in there. And then what's that? That's key. Uh, if I get the stuff out of the garage, then the Corvette can live in the garage. Sure, but the garage still isn't very big. It's a, no. and, and that's the problem. So uh, you have to decide if you're going to be in this house any length of time. Save for the garage. Do it right. Get some Amish guys there. You know, just get it do up it and right. unfinished. Otherwise, piece it together. So, so the that that method is buy rocks now, buy garage later. That would be my plan. Um, yeah, what's anybody else think? So I'm going to offer a compromise between the big garage, which Chris is right on every aspect of that pole barn. You don't need, you can use just the existing soil, but it basically gets a lot of that stuff you want covered, covered and out of sight. So get a, get a pole barn. And there's still no reason either. You can't hire a bunch of New Jersey rednecks or Amish people to get up there and just get you a pole barn, like a horse barn. Yeah, we got Amish. I can definitely get Amish to build stuff. So, uh, Chrissy, what do you think? Um, I think you should invest and save the money. Nah, no one wants to hear logic. Shush. I'm like really into investing right now. So Thanks, Dave Ramsey. Yeah. I, I have been uh, I have been a maximum contributor to my 403B since the day I graduated. So I have it. So much more opportunity there. Here's a hand for you, Jeff. I gotta race cars. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and, and your driveway's a mess. But if we driveway. were financially responsible, we wouldn't do any of this stuff. <clears throat> Tell me again, there, Dave Ramsey, what you're doing next weekend? Hey, I think it's a financially responsible thing to do to buy an Acura NSX 
because it's not going to depreciate. It's like a forced savings plan. We chose this, right? One. So I, I, ha- I, I had a chance to buy one for eighteen grand, and I wish it would have worked out. Because you're right. Because now you can't touch one for that. Right. And, oh, absolutely. You you can touch a parts one for that, maybe if if that. But even still, that car's not going to lose any money, and I have to keep. You know, I'm building equity in it, and it's like with the BMW. Okay. I got the equity. I sold it. There you go. We'll talk more about our car next week. True. Yes, so, uh, so Chrissy, but uh, so you say investing, I say pole barn, and Chris says garage. Jeff, all right. So we we're gonna want to know what that decision is uh, here on a future episode. Uh, I am getting my cousin to come out and give me a uh, estimate on a whole lot of rocks, probably this weekend. So I think that's not a bad idea. Rocks are free. <laughs> well, depends on where you get them from. <laughs> <laughs> They're from your neighbor's yard. They're free. Come and put it down and grade well, it. Move my fence. They are not free. Okay. Well, then put the pole barn on top of your rocks. Yes. Well, the rocks will be an extension of the current uh, driveway, so that I can hide the things away from the front door, and I'll stop getting some letters from the township and things like that. So. Yeah, they were not happy when the Civic was Mister Fister living in your front yard for a while. <laughs> sexually explicit theme in your lemons car and it sits in your driveway for a little while everybody whoa, 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 whoa. let's that define theme. little while there spanky it wasn't that long it was like three months <laughs> only like two it wasn't very long at all but then your neighbors loved it so all right so we are we are really we're, this is going to be a great episode uh jeff you should probably introduce the next segment uh, my news, my notes are missing. What's the next segment? Just the tip. Just the tip. I'm sorry. Yay. Okay, so we'll make this one a quick one. So uh, we're trying to really focus on what the most important important piece of a pit equipment would be. And since we talked a lot about safety this week, we're going to talk about the fire extinguisher. So uh, do you really know how to use a fire extinguisher? Think about this for a second, all of you in podcast land. You see them around. Have You, you look at them, you pass them by and say, great, I haven't looked at that in, in a while. What if I need to use that? Do you know how to do use it? The first thing you need to do is check and make sure it is charged. Little, need, little needle. Uh, charged? I, I pay cash. You're funny. <laughs> so, so the little needle needs to be in the green section. So you plug it in? No, plug it in. Just look at it to make sure it's in the green. And if it's not, or it's on the edge, maybe it might not work if you have a fire. So you should probably get a new one. Um, and then the next thing is if there's a fire, you need to learn how to use it. And if you are, I actually use the fire bottle as it, when we do pit stops, that's my usually my job. But basically, pull the pin. You need to do pass, P-A-S-S. Pull the pin, aim it, squeeze it, sweep. And you're sweeping at the bottom of the fire. In a pit stop, you're going to be... Wait, a broom? Yes. Gosh. And hey, the other thing, when you're doing the pit stop, point it at the driver, not the car. Yeah, to say that, I'm sorry. So this is my segment, right? It's not in your notes. It's... In what I'm going to say. So you're going, you're, when you're at a pit stop, you're going to aim it at the driver, not at the car. Uh, you're going to make sure the driver is safe. Hopefully the driver will run away and then you can assist with any fire. Don't try to put out a big fire. That's the big answer. Or just hope you don't need it. Run away screaming. No, this, and this is the thing. So in the Air Force, I had to take a fire extinguisher class and they lit a pan of gasoline on fire and they had us actually do this. And 
uh, Chrissy, I'm so glad you said aim at the base of the fire because a lot of people try to aim at the top of the flames, which is pointless. And the other thing that a lot of people, unless you've actually had to fight a fire, don't realize that first gust, when you hit it with a fire extinguisher, it's going to expand those flames because it's spreading that fuel for a second before it robs it of oxygen. So it's not just Chrissy being Chrissy. Chrissy's being smart, which unless you know her personally, you don't realize how smart she is. So listen to what she said. Awesome. I'm, a safety, I'm a safety professional. Listen to me. Boom. That just happened. You sell propane and propane accessories. Shut up. <laughs> uh, wow. This has been awesome, though. I, 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 know this, I know we ran long, but I really dug this episode. Chrissy, what do you think? Wow, there it is. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody's shaking their head. Just read the credits, Jeff. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Everyone Racers. We hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and building because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe with the iTunes button or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like us, email us and on the Facebook and tell us what you think, and we'll read you on the podcast next week. What a great thing to do. Everyone Racers Facebook page or like our team Facebook, 3 Pedal Mafia Lemons Race Team. If you'd like to help us produce this podcast, <laughs> show or pay for Jess pole barn fund <laughs> please donate at patreon.com slash everyone racers thanks again and until next week keep the shiny side up unless there is no shining side and let's just keep the wheels down uh,